Yo, 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 before we get started, let me borrow your ear right quick. Because, well, I guess I'm not borrowing your ear right quick. This is a podcast audio format. It's going to be a minute. Like, even when I'm done with this brief interruption, interjection, whatever you might label it, still a whole podcast after that. So stick around for that. But we digress. We're doing a new thing here at Three Black Men. We are going to conduct a four-week course. It's going to meet on Thursdays starting on September the 15th of 2022. So I hope you're listening to this on time because if you wait too long, like too many weeks or whatever, it's going to be dated. You can jump in afterwards, but a month from there. Anyway, this course is going to talk about the gospel, right? A pretty big part of the Bible. But what is the gospel? What are its political implications, if there are any? How do we handle this gospel? What did it mean in its original context? What does it mean to us today? And we hope to talk about some of these things, explore some of them in community. And it's open to each and every person who is a subscriber to our Patreon community at any level. So if that's not you, you still got time right now to head on over to patreon.com slash three black men and sign up to join that community and you could partake in this course with us. I hope to see each and every one of y'all there. It's going to be a dope time. Beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. All right, everybody, welcome back to the pod. Uh, this is going to be two black men. <laughs> yeah, man, it's still three black men, but right now it's two black men because it's two black men and three black men, even though it's it's the third one, but it's, it's two right now. <laughs> Thank you for that rousing explanation, brother. Uh, I'm Trey. good at math, baby. It's what I do. <laughs> look, look, mama, here I am. Uh, and we just wanted to have a bit of a grounding time and a primer for a class that we're going to be teaching that's available to our Patreon members. Uh, So that's how you can get involved with this. At Uh, any level, go ahead, hop on right here, right now. Go ahead, pause this if you must. (laughs) And it's going to be on for four Thursdays starting September 15th. And we're going to meet at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to have some teaching, some question and answer, uh, some interaction and engagement. Um, And the recording will be available after each class. Uh, So yeah, so we're talking today about the gospel and our thoughts, our musings on it. We're not going to give too much away from the class material. So hence the word musings. Uh, Yeah. So I guess to start out with, I have a question, which is what had been your experience with the term gospel and what did you understand it to be? Um, Maybe before you've evolved in your thinking, obviously over the years. 
yeah to be certain the gospel and this became particularly relevant for me as i began exploring the possibility and the prospect of going into the ministry the professional ministry myself not professional as in getting paid but professional as in this is what we profess the gospel was kind of presented as like a dossier like a portfolio this is the material with which we go to preach right um and in that was uh, implicit in that was the idea that this is not the gospel so you stay away from that you matter of fact some of the phrases that you hear sometimes is oh stick to the gospel like you're getting too political you're getting uh too out there you get too too woke with it now as an accusation you'll get if you divert from the gospel um this this is like no somebody wants to shove the the little folder back in your chest you study your gospel pal um and what's always interesting there is who gets to determine what goes in that portfolio right and i'm, I'm trying to be careful here and not and not give away all of my class notes or whatever but it got to a point where somebody even told me hey, do you know where you could find the gospel in the bible and i was like i don't know what you're asking me there's the gospel of matthew there's the gospel of mark there's the gospel of luke there's the gospel of john and then there's a bunch of other books that come after that what do you and they said no first corinthians chapter and it was it was a couple verses and then they highlighted me as the gospel and i was like well this sounds depressing um and so i know the, that's true the very idea of the gospel which you know in your little intro to christianity course after you when you join a little mega church you take a little new member classes or whatever uh it, an alpha course if you will right there you go yeah uh but they, they tell you that the gospel means good news which is true and good and important but a lot of what we are insisting the good news is and is not ain't really that good, depending on who you are and where you're sitting at, you know, um, and, and, and mm -hmm. that's my understanding of the gospel, like where, where we started at one point and where that began presenting problems for me. Yeah, I for me, it's interesting, uh, the gospel as the good news was always this ambiguous strand of information and thoughts to believe about Jesus, right? Yes. Like there were these loose thoughts um, that were in my mind, in my spirit, were presented from pulpits, from commentaries, from endless amount of books. And it seemed to me as I grew in my Christianity that the gospel was this formula mm -hmm. that you measured uh, your Christianity and the sinfulness and the worldliness of others in yeah. the end goal of all of these loose strands of thoughts of things you have to believe of whether it's the Nicene Creed, it, all the, that at some point is like the gospel for many um because that is the good news that one has to believe to be saved uh all of it seemed to culminate in the great commission and people's thoughts about the great commission mm -hmm. at the end of matthew and the gospel for me was essentially um uh 
a measuring tool to think about how spiritual I am and connected to the savior and how unspiritual others are. And it was a weapon uh, used to subdue um, the spirits of others to get baptized into what I believe. Um, and so um, the gospel for me became a weapon and there was the right amount of things that I could memorize to subdue your mind uh, and to believe in what I believe through the sinner's prayer. Yes, yes. <laughs> Accepting Jesus was, into your heart. Yes. And that was the notch on the belt that I knew that, yo, I got another one saved. <laughs> they, <laughs> they know the gospel because they know Jesus died. He was buried. He was tortured. He rose again. Right. He's coming back again. That's, you know, the primer of the gospel, but then there's like the gospel 2.0. Cause you got to believe all these things. You got to believe the Virgin Mary, right? You, believe, you know, and then there's the real gospel for the Holy saints. Um, so a mess is what I, I think about what I thought of the gospel previously. Yeah. And the thing about that is when we keep on insisting that that is what good news is, it is, an inherently dehumanizing project. Yes. Um, it removes the human experience of who we are right now because it removes even the nomenclature of the gospel, good news, the, the, the euangelion, right? Like the, mm -hmm. the, um, from its original context and what would have been needed and perceived as good news in that time and superimposes on us that same paradigm. And that ought not be so, particularly in a in the Western paradigm that we inherit where, where people who believe most of these things enjoy a level of comfort. Um, not too many of us will have to worry about facing any sort of real static for going outside and screaming at the top of our lungs, Jesus is Lord. Like your neighbor's going to look at you weird just for shouting that, but nobody's going to be like, hey, 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 you can't be saying that around here, you know? So for us to sit there and take it from that context and insist it like, no, this is what this is without making room for the humanity of people like, okay, what is it that ails you? Where are the thorns in your flesh? What are the obstacles right now that prevents you from experiencing wholeness and liberation and life abundantly. Um, yeah, and it's the inability to think critically for me. Uh, let's, let's, talk and, about it. let's talk about and it. And I, I think even the phrase Jesus is Lord and thinking that that is the fullness of the gospel uh, is not thinking critically because all of the so-called, you know, minor theologies, the, um, they're not orthodox, um, they're not considered orthodox or mainstream, uh, are really coming out of this place of the cries of others not being answered in the traditional gospel message, the traditional theological frameworks, right? So I think of um, Muirista theology, I, uh, I think of Black liberation theology, I think of womanist theology, I, I think of various strands of thought that are essentially uh, forming because of a truncated gospel message. Yes. And you have people who did not have 
their cries for uh, liberation, their cries for a spirituality that touches their uh, actual lived experience. And so a liberation theology is formed. And I like to think of my my uh, pathway to a holistic gospel was formed when in a few of the gospels when the disciples are coming to Jesus and depending on which gospel the timeline is shaky (laughs) Um, what it comes after what was said before what frames it Uh, but essentially there's a cry that comes out and they say we have left all to follow you you know we left everything we we left everything and one of the gospels it comes directly after the rich young ruler (laughs) um and peter's like wait you just (laughs) sent him away uh he left (laughs) and you said uh, it's easier for uh, the camel to go through the eye of a needle uh peter's like what about us essentially we have done everything to follow you to quote unquote follow the gospel to recognize you in this way and jesus says that those who have left mothers houses brothers lands all these things will receive both now and in the age to come and he doesn't give them a spiritual answer he doesn't give them uh, a formula of incantations he says you're going to receive an answer to those longings now and in the age to come and so for me any gospel that we're talking about has to speak to the now and in the age to come. Absolutely. And I think that's an important one because one of the issues with presenting the gospel as like, and and truncating it into this one thing, like, oh, if we believe these things and we will spend eternity in heaven, is that that is not at all good news to somebody who is experiencing hell right now. Exactly. Right. Um, And one of the interesting things to me is that, hell as an idea and as a doctrine isn't all that clear in the bible like a lot of what we perceive of when we think of hell comes from dante and other sources um but in the bible one of the most in-depth descriptions of hell that jesus provides or of torment in the afterlife is when it comes to um a rich dude with with no name given in the Bible. Tradition ascribes him a name, but the Bible doesn't give him a name. And then Lazarus, who was uh, Lazarus, is the person who was in paradise and uh, was so poor and broke that he was having his sores licked by dogs in in the life on this side. And the person who was condemned to hell is the person who saw Lazarus in that condition and did nothing to help him out of his abundance. He he had every he could have helped him in so many different ways. And that was the person that was condemned to eternal torment and torture. So even in that, like Jesus's good news is that, okay, eternity is, is, is uh, the, the, the good things are saved up for the people who, who had it rough down here. And everybody who's sitting there watching that happen and not doing anything about it, you will never know peace in eternity. You will never know relief. So even Jesus's like idea of eternal reward is predicated on how we take care of the most vulnerable, the, the neediest among us, the people, the, the least among us. And that's a common theme in there. And so when our gospel is so restricted to the afterlife and the eternal, and we insist that it does not weigh on the temporal 
aside from us believing the right things in the here and now, we've entirely missed the point of Jesus's ministry, of what Jesus was trying to gear people towards, in my humble opinion. But what do I know? Yeah. I only read a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that plays into our current day, which is kind of why we birthed uh, the class, is there are people going through literal hell, to your point, and can't access the fear that you are trying to drum up mm -hmm. uh, for torment in an afterlife because they already feel the torment here. Right. And, you know, that's not working. <laughs> you know, right. I'm going to take away your, your toys. I don't have any toys. So right. <laughs> you're on punishment. I've been on punishment. Yeah, uh, like it's going to be forever. Well, it's been my whole life. Yeah, forever. it's going to be. <laughs> pick somebody else, and I and I think that that points to now the people who are emptying the pews as they seek for salvation elsewhere, as they seek for a means to prop oneself up in this life. And I'm thinking about this book that happens to be right beside me by Bill Hooks. Um, and it's called uh, Salvation, Black People in Love. And, you know, on the back of it, one, this book is amazing. Um, part of it uh, that's stated here is salvation is a work that helps us heal and shows us how to create beloved American communities. And I love throughout the book how essentially Bell is weaving out what salvation looks like in a marginalized people group uh, and reaching for a love ethic that binds. And in this case, it's for black people, uh, but not only black people, but she points to how is salvation worked out in a practical way. And I wanna read one other sentence uh, here. And she writes, the desolation of these places where love was and is now gone is just one among many signs of the ongoing crisis of spirit that ravages black people and black communities everywhere. And so I think of that uh, in context of what you're saying about uh, the torment that people are receiving now and people need answers um, that reach beyond ambiguity. Yes, yeah. And so I'm excited about this course. Um, and just if if you, me and Rob didn't do a ton of uh, instructing or directing each other on on how this thing was taught. So you're gonna see it might be be times where where me and Rob have different um, views on 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 similar things, and and that's all right because at the end of the day. Uh, the gospel it gotta be good news to, to the one receiving it you understand um i'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to hash this out i think it's going to be a dope time a dope experience uh, for everybody participating it's going to be a dope experience for myself um just just i'm, I'm excited in a, in a major way same 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 well amen amen <laughs> We now have a Patreon, which Patreon. I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to, to visit at uh, patreon.com slash three black men. Uh, think through it, pray through it, 
as God <laughs> if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here we have uh, some blog pieces going up there's going to be some devotional content coming out and I want to encourage you guys um, to visit that Patreon patreon.com slash three black men go watch and, um, my kids ruin my videos go ahead watch, watch them. <laughs> them them babies ain't ruin nothing man matter of fact there's more people going to sign up to, to see them babies how about that bro <laughs>